Got an issue you just can't fix? On the fence about what direction you should take? Been wrestling with a situation that's out of control? Let's take it out of the too too hard basket. basket. I have been loving getting stuck into these tricky, sticky dilemmas over the past few weeks. I will miss it, though I'm sure Beverly Wang will be very happy to be back with you in a couple of weeks. And the Life Matters Brains Trust are always here to help you out with whatever drama you're seeing between colleagues or neighbours or family or friends. Send us an email, lifematters at abc.net.au. I've got one. My colleague went on long service leave and I fell in love with her job. What should I do? Well, today I've summoned a comedian, writer and regular basketeer, Annie Louie. Hello, Annie. Hello, morning. Nice to meet you. And artist, illustrator and author, Sam Layton Dorr. Hello, Sam. Good morning. How are you going? Good, thank you. This is a really interesting one. And before we start, I'm going to ask you both, Do you would you say that you're generally glass half full or glass half empty kind of person, Annie? Depends on the day for me. I... I would say people think I'm a glass half full person, but in private, sometimes I do love a wine, little bitch and wine. So yeah, yeah, sometimes I am glass half empty too. Yeah. Masking is always good in those situations. Sam, what about you? Glass half full or half empty? I'd say I'm a glass one third full. (laughs) I try to be optimistic, but yeah, look. I have depression and it's not always easy. Exactly. Mm. It's a work in progress. But, you know, there's a third of a glass of water there. That's not going to hurt if you're That's a good set. Yeah. Well, this Too Hard Basket is all about those glass half empty types. And we'll go into a bit about the hows and whys in a moment. But Matt writes, I like to think I'm someone who tries to stay positive when it comes to my outlook on life and the things I focus on. Lately, I've noticed that whenever I spend time with this one mate of mine, I come away feeling a bit down in the dumps. During our catch-ups, this friend complains about the government, his boss, his partner, how his local neighbourhood shops have gone downhill, you name it. Matt says, I try to steer the conversation on to cheerier topics, but he always has something bad to say. I've known this friend since childhood and I really value him, but I'm ashamed to admit I'm starting to avoid spending time with him because I know it will be hard work. What can I do to salvage this friendship? Sam, what are your initial thoughts here? Is there something we need to say about the quality of communication between these two for starters? I mean, firstly, I can empathise with this friend because I've been stuck in a negative headspace so many times in my life and have even had friends and family pull me up on it. My dad gave me a call a few years ago and was basically like, Sam, you're being a bummer. I don't like talking to you right now. And I remember... Yeah, I remember I actually downloaded an app called Three Good Things and it basically prompts the user to reflect on three small good things at the end of every day. Um... And those things can be tiny, but it did kind of help me start to turn that around. Did your dad also say, hey, let's see if we can get you some help? Damn. Oh, look, I've been, I've been getting help for years. So. Okay, <laughs> <Phew>. <laughs> um, but it does, I guess, start with the first line of inquiries is kind of like, is this friend open to having feedback about this? And if they're open to feedback, this becomes a kind of gentle, productive flow chart. But if they're not, open to feedback. It's just a sad box with an arrow pointing down. Um, so, yeah, I think it depends on how open they are. Yeah. We're speaking with Sam Leighton-Dorr, who's an artist, illustrator and author, and Annie Louie, who's a comedian, writer and regular basketeer. Annie, what about you? Have you been here before with a friend like this? Yeah, I'm really glad this is opening up a discussion about mental health because at 
at the core of it, I think it is about a mindset issue and around that person's inability to see any good in the world. So I've been that friend who's had to have a conversation with somebody who seems to have a negative mindset, also somebody that I've known for a long time. So you want to value that friendship that you've had since high school. And I noticed, first of all, it started off with being negative generally about work and about her relationship. And then after that, it spiralled when she had a breakup and it became ruminating on this breakup. And every time that we met up, it was only about her issues. So it became something that uh, I had to talk about from my perspective. I said, I really care about you and I'm worried for you. So rather than putting it on that person and saying, you're doing this or you're negative all the time, that really seemed to help because I it ended up with us in a cafe and I was crying over the, the lunch because I said, I, I just, uh, I care for you so deeply and I don't want to see something bad happen to you because it was starting to go down the path where she was having some suicidal thoughts. And so after that, she took time to process it and came back later, a few months later, just we met up recently and she was in a much better mindset after having sought some help and talked to a therapist and she thanked me for it. And you never know when you let those relationships drift that they might come back actually. So you could at at this moment say, I'm not able to to look after you in my full capacity because my glass is empty now. I'm yep. a bit drained. But later on, they might come back and you have a wonderful friendship again. So it's not always lost when you when you cut them loose, I would say. Well, and that sounds like fantastic advice, starting from I care about you and, you know, this is where I'm at and I'm worried, that kind of thing, rather than you are a real downer. Yeah. Yes. But if we, I guess if we move away from the end of the spectrum where, I mean, your friend was clearly having some serious issues and really mm. needed some professional support, but you also mentioned before how it's nice to kind of have a little whinge in private sometimes. Can you just have a whinging friend? Like I like to call it venting and I have some friendships where we do vent a lot about things. Yeah, especially if you're having a laugh and we all need to blow off steam sometimes. So um, yeah, definitely some of those friends I... I enjoy that with, but we also do some other activities or we might be able to have a a bitch and a wine and then we'll also go and watch a movie or something and uh, talk about that afterwards. Yeah. You said before, you know, she was only talking about these things. That's a real red flag, isn't it? Yes. Text messages is coming from Kim. A friend of mine said something life-changing to me when I was having a whinge. He said, well, what are you going to do about it? allowed me to see myself a little more clearly and also inspired some proactive behaviour. Perhaps my tone wasn't quite great when I read that out. Maybe it's like, right, so well, what are you going to do about it rather than... Mm-hmm. Uh, we're speaking with Annie Louie and Sam Leighton Dorr about Matt's negative friend who complains a lot about things. It doesn't sound like he's having a severe mental health issues, but Sam, is it always possible to tell or can this kind of constant low-level negative mindset be a sign of an underlying problem? problem? I think there's a baseline mood and a baseline kind of perspective and how we how we view the world. And, you know, sometimes it can be indicative of a deeper problem. Like I've, I struggle with OCD and I only realized I had had OCD when I was, when I had people say that, you know, we're hearing a lot of the same problems from you and a lot of the same negative thoughts over and over again. And that kind of woke me up because I think when we're having a tough time, it's easy to go into autopilot. And when we're in autopilot, we're kind of just moving from one day to the next without any real idea of how our mood or attitude is impacting those around us. So I I think, you know, often it can indicate deeper problems and a need to get help, but also it can just be like, 
how somebody was raised. Were your parents negative people? Um, I think there's an inclination as well. That, that isn't always, you know, the sign of something deep and dark. It can mm. be just, you know, negatively inclined person that whinges a lot, but well, is the, otherwise okay. I was interested to hear Matt say, Sam, that, you know, I'm a person who tries to stay positive. How yeah. far should you go with that? Look, there's a spectrum, right, between mm-hmm. toxic positivity and toxic negativity. And look, things are kind of bad out there, but you have to find a balance. Personally, I aim for a pleasant, mindful resignation and <laughs> love it. try when possible to find the humour in the worst bits because, you know, all the shit that happens day to day is kind of funny when you take a step back from it. And I, I, like, I also think, like, this is for the plot. In my life, this is moving the plot along. Like, this is, <laughs> yeah. this so, is adverse oh, and I'm not enjoying it, energy. but this is moving, yeah, moving <laughs> me towards something. Um, wow. Well, just as we move towards having to give Matt a solution, Annie Louie, how do you be a good friend to someone while also navigating this? Can you be a kind of good vibes only kind of friend? Ooh. I'm not a good vibes only kind of friend. Like I get a lot of my humour from the darkest things that happen to people in life. So yeah, I'm that, I say I'm that friend who you go to after you've done a bit of processing so that we can laugh about it together. So I know my role. I know my place. I'm not a first aid (laughs) kind of friend, you know. So I'd probably explain that to them as well, that if they're going through something, like maybe talk to some people who know what they're doing and, you know, can actually look after them a bit better than me and uh, we'll have a a laugh about it afterwards. And it depends on what – if they're complaining a lot about people, it says that if they're complaining to you – this is a phrase that I – somebody told me – if they're bitching to you, they're bitching about you as well. So watch out. (laughs) Ooh, yeah, just because you're the venting friend doesn't mean you're not going to be vented about. I'm having a panic attack. So many people bitch to me. Um, Perhaps this is not the right question to ask you then, Sam, but do you feel this friendship is worth salvaging? Look, it's tricky, right? Because I think we all project meaning onto friendships we've had for a long time and we, you know, put a lot of value in them. And, but I think, you know, I think it's also okay to let ourselves drift from long-term friends. It's sad and can feel like a breakup and, you know, there can be a lot of grief tied up in that. But I think we're able to value a friendship while also recognising that it no longer serves either of us. Like, maybe your friend wants to meet other people who are toxic negative bummers too. And they can all <laughs> do that together and not feel like somebody's judging them for it. You know, people are allowed to be negative if they want to be, and Mm. there are plenty of them. Like, they can have a negative community. Interesting. Okay, we hive off the negative. I think, you know, we're probably going to have to find a middle ground in there, but we wish Matt all the best. Annie Louie, Sam Leighton-Dorr, thanks so much for helping us thrash it out on Life Matters today. Thank you. That was a lot of fun. That was really interesting. Annie Louie is a comedian, writer and presenter of China Tonight on the ABC. And Sam Leighton-Dorr is an artist, illustrator and author. His new book is called Wow, It's All a Lot. And it looks at how to be kind to yourself and others in the face of what is a difficult world a lot of the time. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.